Good evening, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Sports Moose Media Podcast for the week. Ricky Dean, along with Rick Burkett, who is on the phone as he joins me from his location in Mobile, Alabama, as we get uh, set for another exciting week of high school football. Rick, it's the it's the last week of the season, of the regular season anyway. Everything is going to be decided this week and some really exciting games to talk about. Uh, boy, I can't wait to get started with this show and talk about some of the stuff we've got to talk about. Oh yeah, it should be a should be a great week all week. Uh, uh, looking forward to our podcast tonight. Uh, had a great day today. Got it. Went to church and heard a great message from the, from the pastor. And uh, supposed to get a cool front coming through tomorrow. So I think it's just setting up to be one of those really really nice fall weeks. And uh, seems like it's just been a blink since <laughs> since that hundred and three degree weather we, we traveled uh, uh, over to East Bruton in for our first game back in uh, uh, back at the end of August but uh, but uh, but we're here we're here at the, the, the last weekend of the regular season yeah I tell you one thing it, it is going to be exciting actually getting to do a game in some football weather uh, coming up this uh, Friday night and of course we've got a great game that we're going to talk about a little later as you and I will be on the radio on WBZR 105.9 FM and on YouTube as we uh, get to uh, broadcast the Battle of Murder Creek between the T.R. Miller Tigers and our own W.S. Neal Blue Eagles. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And uh, just like, uh, you know, we're talking about the night when we had, had the, the, the WS Neal XL game the other night for WBZR, we, uh, uh, I've never been to the Battle of Murder Creek, which is a little bit strange because I've been to lots of other rival games in the state of Alabama and out in Texas and other places, but uh, never, uh, never, never that one. So uh, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, it's always an event, and it, it will definitely be exciting. Well, and speaking of T.R. Miller, let's talk about them just a little bit because this is kind of our lead-in uh, deal for tonight, our lead-in story. i tell you one thing. The video's out there if you haven't seen it, but uh, the T.R. Miller Tigers got hammered uh, over in Baldwin County uh, last last Friday night when they took on uh, St. Michael's. A great football game between St. Michael's Catholic and uh, and T.R. Miller, and it went down to the very last play of the game, and uh, and the thing was was um, I mean basically St. Michael's got handed a victory uh, by a what turned out to be at first a no call by the officiating crew as as a ball was was kind of thrown out into the flats it was a it was one of those halfback passes out of the backfield that then you throw it again and uh, and he had a man open and of course the kid that was open in the end zone the ball hit him in the chest and bounces out should have been called an incomplete pass was not uh, as a matter of fact if you watch the video both officials just look at each each other neither one of them really make a call then one of them finally does make the call of incomplete which is the correct call but then when the officials get into conference the white hat decides now nah, nah, we're gonna we're gonna call it a two-point conversion we're gonna call possession and rick i think you and i are both in agreement we've seen the video there's no way the kid possessed the ball that was not a catch no there it just wasn't uh uh, our friend Jerry came in there and told us, and he watched it. And I mean, we're all Neil guys, you know. And I mean, and not that we would pull against Miller anyhow, but I mean, we, 
I mean, we there as they say we, there's no dog in the hunt. We didn't, I didn't even think about it anymore after that until later. Uh, he he just said they got robbed, and uh, you know, and then we've got the Battle of Murder Creek coming up. So we, you know, you and I left and wound up at the uh, at the Waffle House uh, like we usually do after the games up there uh, close to to the casino in Atmore, and uh, you got it on the video from uh, either the Wiregrass or from the sports. Uh, What's her name? Yeah, Powerhouse Sports. Powerhouse Sports, and you showed me the video, and I you and you go back and listen to any of our broadcasts. You don't ever hear us just harangue on the ref, on the on the officials like that. You're in that. You're still an official. You call uh, high school games, and and you call lots of high school games. I've seen you. I've called I've called baseball games as an official before, and called football games as an official. Although not nearly as much as you. And I mean for. For the need both to go, wow, he was, that is the worst call I've ever seen. I mean, because you said immediately, because that referee, the white cap, had to come from 25 yards away. And then to have a conference after one of his guys called it incomplete and to change it is just, you know, just, blow, just blows your mind. I mean, it was Yeah, well, call. you know, typically – Typically, the way that happens is, is is the white hat. Of course, he's the head referee, and so so he's out there, and he'll go to his guys because you know obviously people are screaming from the sidelines and from the stands that hey that's a catch and everything else. One of his guys who is oh by the way right on top of the call has signaled incomplete. And so usually what happens is they'll all get together in conference and the white hat will look at uh, will look at the official nearest the play and say what do you got? And and his response of course is well uh, you know I've got incomplete. That's what I saw. And uh, normally the white hat says to him in return okay you're the closest to the play it's your call that's in your area we're going to go with what you got we got incomplete and then relays that you know as a as a full-blown announcement of hey we've got incomplete none of that happened uh I, i mean they got together but 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 rather than go with what the guy had that was right there on top of the play, which would have been right, the, the, the white hat took it upon himself to say, no, me from 25 yards away, I'm going to go with a, a catch. And it was just, I mean, it was jacked up all the way around. I've, I've read a lot of commentary on the play itself. You have, too, going through scrolling, looking, you know, and I know these are all, you know, social media uh watches and stuff that these people are doing but still they see the video and everybody that that is that is up in arms about the whole thing they're not all tr miller fans they're football fans that are that and there's a lot of people and i guarantee you it's got to be in the the 90 something percentile uh it's way up there that say nah that wasn't a catch no, I've, I've read all, I've, I've read hundreds of them so far. You know, being retired, I have that kind of time on my hands sometimes. I've but, heard uh, that about you. Yeah, <laughs> Saint Mike, the Saint Michael's folks, or nobody's even on there arguing about it that it was a bad call. Well, and, and a lot of people comment, and some of the some of the people I just know, you know, from being so old. <laughs> But I see it, people I know commenting, and, and I know they're not necessarily Miller, Miller fans either. They're not not Miller fans, but it's just a bad call. And, and, and you know, and, and, and I'm going to go ahead and allude to something. I'm not going to allude to it. They, you know, 
St. Michael's played another game earlier in the year in which another coach that we're familiar with called into question the officiating, and I saw that one too, and it was another terrible call. So it's probably safe to say that, uh, you know, Philip Rivers, Coach Philip Rivers probably is not crazy about it because now when he gets in the playoffs, I just about guarantee you he won't get any questionable calls at all. Uh, And I've I've made this comment before about officiating, and we we need to – quickly move on here and and because we're going to end up spending our whole time on this one call but but the whole thing is 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 um is when you get a reputation of of things if a team gets a certain reputation of hey they get all the good calls or whatever whatever comes up then you better know that going into that next game that the officiating crews they talk about things like that and so they say you know hey we really got to keep this thing evened out so uh i mean it happens i mean it's just human nature and i'm not saying that anything was done the other night that was um that was done wrong on purpose it was it was a it was a bang bang play it happened spur of the moment but the lack of any call at all in the initial in the initial call process when they both just kind of froze and look at each other because that was a seven-man crew we talked about that because you had a guy at the goal line and you had a guy at the end line so they both looked at each other, but neither one of them stepped up and, and called the play initially. And then the call came late, and then the White Hat stepped in, and, and he just he killed it too. So, I mean, it was just it, – it, it, it got to snowball, and it went downhill from there. It didn't turn out well from T.R. Miller, and, uh, and, and so they picked up a loss in a game that they really, really should have won. Anyway, let's uh, move on now as we've spent way long, uh, way longer than we wanted to on that little thing, but we, we just wanted to get it out there. Let's talk about uh, games that we've got upcoming this week. Of course, the playoff pictures are playing out and everything. Uh, let's go to Class 7A, Region 1. That'll be your, your Mobile and Baldwin County schools in the state of Alabama in the Alabama High School Athletic Association. Mary G. Montgomery, they're going to finish as the as the region champion, they clinched the region crown. Their final record: ten and zero on the season, six and zero on the region. Uh, in the region, they defeated Robertsdale by a score of fifty-six to nothing, and they do not play this week. Now, you've still got some stuff going on because uh, the the only, uh, as a matter of fact. N- the only game that is decided as far as a first-round playoff game, you've got Baker and Daphne. Baker and Daphne uh, still have to decide on who is one and who is two. So th- we're not sure about that one now. We do know that Davidson at 5-4, and 3-3, three and three, they're going to be the four seed in uh, Class 7A Region 1, and they will take on Central Phoenix City. They will be at Central Phoenix City uh, for their first-round playoff game. So those your your playoff teams for Class 7A Region One will be Mary Montgomery, Baker, Daphne, and Davidson. As we move yeah, down to, uh, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, that's all right. I just congratulations to Davidson because they started off the year really really rough. They got clobbered by a few people, and uh, and so they they did really well to come back and, and finish as good as they have. So and of course congratulations to Mary Montgomery on the first undefeated regular season that I know of. Uh, just got broke from me in films. 
Yeah, Mary Montgomery, it's been a long time since Mary Montgomery has been this good in football, that's for sure. And they have got a powerhouse of a football team uh, there in Sims, Alabama. As we move down to Class 6A Region 1, let's look at, uh, well, it's the University of Saraland, and uh, they went 9-0. and uh, They're 7-0 and in the region. They will be at McGill-Tulin this week. Uh, Spanish Fort finished number two in the region. They will not play. They defeated Murphy this past week, 42-9. You got Theodore in the region. They're, uh, right now, they're the number three seed. Looks like that's where... Um, Actually, uh, it'll be between Theodore be and St. Paul's. Yeah, they've they've got to play each other. So the winner will be the three seed. The loser will be the number four seed, and they will be on the road the first round of the playoffs at either Hueytown or Hillcrest, Tuscaloosa. So uh, in your in your first two, your your two host teams up top. Saraland will host McAdory in the first round of the playoffs and Spanish Fort will host Bessemer City. So congratulations to Saraland, Spanish Fort, Theodore, and St. Paul's for all being playoff teams and unfortunately the first round Theodore and St. Paul's will be on the road and who they will play will be decided this Friday night. Yes, sir. Congratulations to all of them. Now move down to Class 5A Region 1. You've got Gulf Shores, and Gulf Shores has been just incredible all year long. Gulf Shores right now with a record overall of 9-0. and They're 7-0 and in the region. They defeated Viger by a score of 42-12. to They will next play B.C. Rain. Now that's going to be a battle right there as they will host B.C. Rain. Uh, B.C. Rain is the number two team in the region. They're 5-2. and Now B.C. Right Rain will... Yeah. yeah, BC Rain will stay the number two team in the region because they are five and two. Well, actually, they could drop down if they lose. They could, uh, yeah. They could wind up being the number two team. That's right, because in looking at things, uh, this week's games will decide BC Rain, Faith Academy, Viger, and UMS. You've got you've got basically four teams that are that are battling for three spots. And uh, and pretty sure that BC Rain is going to stay in there, but they could fall out because depending on what happens, because each of those teams, UMS Wright is four and three, Viger is five and three in the region, Faith Academy is five and two, and BC Rain is five and two. So you got a grouping of teams right there, and it's not going to be over with until that final whistle blows this Friday night. Yeah, we'll know this Friday night. It it, it there's a uh... Uh, one spot open. Uh, I think Faith Academy's in if they beat before, which they should. Uh, if in the Gulf Shores, if they were to beat BC Reigns, Faith Academy would move up to number two. But if BC Reigns, and, and it would stay that way, BC Reigns would just fall down one because they would have five. They'd be five and three. So Faith would host a playoff game if Gulf Shores beats BC Reigns. So a lot of things to play for this Friday night in uh, Class 5A Region 1. And and the reason they have an extra week that they're actually playing region games is because if you count the number of teams, uh, Class 5A is kind of an anomaly or whatever in in the uh, different regions is they actually have a nine-team region because so there's an extra game in there to be played. As and we, that is a tough region, too. I oh, mean, it's got to be one of the toughest regions. 
Yeah, they're, they're a good football team. Uh, you know, good football teams there because if you look down to some of the teams that got eliminated, I mean, right off the bat, you look at uh, at five and four, three and four in the region, they just didn't beat the right folks. But Centronale's right there on the cusp, and, and they've already been eliminated from the playoffs. Centronale was a good football team. Yes. So now let's move down to Class 4A, Region 1. Of course, uh, Jackson is the um, leader in that region. They finished their, uh, well, actually right now, they're, they're not through with their games. They have one more game left. But uh, they were 8-0. They are 7-0 in the region. They defeated Wilcox Central by a score of 45 to nothing. There you have T.R. Miller. T.R. Miller right now listed as the number two team in uh, in Class 4A Region 1. Of course, they lost to St. Michael in that game that we talked about in our lead-in by a score of 55 to 54. They will be at W.S. Neal this week, and uh, and so that's going to be the Battle of Murder Creek. We'll talk about it more here in just a little bit. Bayside Academy is also in. They're 7-2, and 5-2 and two in the region. Uh, they defeated it's at Suma 39-13. They will be at Alabama Christian School this week. And you've got St. Michael at 6-4, and 5-2. and two. They defeated T.R. Miller in that controversial ending of the game, 55-54. to 54. St. Michael does not play this week. They'll be off awaiting their uh, time to go to their first ever playoff game. No playoff matchups yet have been decided for this group of teams in Class 4A Region 1 because Region 4, uh, Class 4A Region 4, who is the region that they are going to be battling in the first round, none of those teams, those those seedings have not been decided yet. Right. And I think with the game, it doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with the rankings in this region, but I'm interested in that Jackson at Davidson because Davidson's a seven A school, so they're going to be jumping up three categories to play a very good Davidson team. That, as I, as I uh, said earlier, has has really improved as the season goes along. So it'll be interesting to see because Jackson's clobbered everybody they played all year long. Too, just yeah. kind of like Sarah Lynn. Yeah, J- so, J- Jackson's a, Jackson's a good football team. You know, Jackson's got the kid, the young quarterback. I think he's a sophomore this year, and uh, and yeah. he's already committed to the University of South Carolina. And uh, and that kid can play. His name escapes me right now because we don't follow him week in and week out. But they've got a very good football team, and, uh, and that will be an interesting game just to see how that turns out for Jackson because they are stepping it up up a notch and playing a team that is uh, as far as student bodies go uh, it's a lot larger school yeah it's larger school so now let's look at class 3a region one of course mobile christian we've referred to them as as the as the University of Mobile Christian as well, because we've been telling people all year long, we saw them right off the bat early in the year against W.S. Neal, and they are no joke. They finished their season 10-0. and They're 7-0. and They defeated uh, Thomasville. We tried to tell those folks from Thomasville that they were they were headed they were fixing to step in a bear trap. They defeated Thomasville, yeah. who was very good as well, forty-five to fourteen. So uh, Mobile Christian does not play this week. Thomasville will be the new the number two seed in Class Three A Region One. They uh, lost to Mobile Christian, forty-five to fourteen. They will play their in-county rival, Clark County. Uh, that will be uh, coming up this Friday. You got the Neil Blue. 
Blue Eagles, of course, uh, the Neil Blue Eagles defeated XL by a score of 46-39. to They will next play in the Battle of Murder Creek. They will host T.R. Miller at home. And uh, and then you've got the Flamington Hurricanes, who are 5-4 and four on the year, 4-3 and three in the region. They defeated Monroe County by a score of 41-28. to They will take on Marengo this Friday night. Now, if you look at Class 3A Region 1, those first-round playoff games have already been set. Uh, you've got Mobile Christian will host Beulah in the first round. Thomasville will host Dadeville in the first round. You and I, with the Neil Blue Eagles, will be traveling northbound and uh, across the state about four hours to Randolph County High School up in Wadawi. And then you've got Flomerton, the Hurricanes. They'll be going to Anniston to take on Walter Welburn. So, uh, so the, I tell you, it's going to be an exciting time. With this, this week is the last week of the regular season. The next week, it, it's it's win or pack your lunch and go to the house. You, it's you. Every week is basically a one-game season once you get into the playoffs. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to first the Battle of Murder Creek, which will be my first time there, and, and helping you call the game. And then I'm looking forward to the trip to Wadawi. Yeah, that's going to be and a lot of fun. And the all these things, we, we got to know lots of the people on, on these other teams as we played them throughout the year and, you know, from being in the media. And uh, it's, uh, it's they're, they're all nice folks, and, uh, and uh, so the best of luck to everybody. Yeah, best of luck to all our playoff teams from Class 3A Region 1. Let's drop down to Class 2A Region 1 now as you've got Clark County. Clark County finished with a – a season record of five and four. They're five and zero oh in the region. They defeated Francis Marion, thirty-three to eight, the other night. They will play at Thomasville coming up uh, this week. That'll be their uh, their final game of the season. And uh, and of course, both of those teams, Clark County and Thomasville, both very good football teams. And I'm sure both of them are are basically region. Uh, you know, well. Thomasville is not, but Clark County's a region champion. But uh, Thomasville's going to be hosting a first-round region game. You know, those coaches, they want to win this ball game coming up, but I'm sure that their number one goal is to get out of the game without getting any of their star players hurt. That would be that would be my thought process going into a big game right there at the end of the year going into the playoffs. Yeah, and, and of course, it, it's kind of like our old, when we were in school, uh, you know, Baymanette being 19 down, miles down the road from us, the big library, uh, Grove Hill, which is where Clark County is at, is, is uh, I mean, you can literally walk from Grove Hill to Thomasville and, you know, had your, had your mind yeah, to do that. Yeah, about 13 miles, I think, is what the mileage yeah. is. I mean, exactly. So, it's a big rivalry, and... Uh, and that Clark County team is a good football team. We've talked about that every weekend, regardless of their four losses. All four losses were to bigger schools, and they were very close. And then, and then they're they're the region champions. So, uh, so that that should be a great game right there. I'll be interested in the outcome of that one for sure. So, continuing now in. Um Class 2A Region 1, St. Luke's from uh, not far from you over there in Mobile, St. Luke's. They finish as the region runner-up in Class 2A Region 1. They lost to Sweetwater. Now, Sweetwater is a, a 1A team, but Sweetwater is a very good 1A football team. 
As a matter of fact, we'll, well talk more about them here in just a minute. But uh, okay. but St. Luke's lost to Sweetwater. St. Luke's ended the year six and three on the season, four and one in the region, and uh, they will play at Cottage Hill Christian uh, coming up this week. Chickasaw did not play this last week. They were five and four on the year, three and two in the region. They will be at Satsuma. You know those two schools are right there along I sixty five going into Mobile. I mean you. You talk about being able to throw a rock from one jurisdiction into the other. I mean, they're right there. And then you've got Washington County is the, ended up being the number four team in the region as they defeated J.U. Blackshire. You know, J.U. Blackshire started the year off 3-0 and and ended their season 3-6. and They lost six straight ball games. And, uh, and they've got one other game, uh, does J.U. Blackshire. They will play at J. Florida coming up uh, this weekend and then Francis Marion, they were 0-8 and 0-5. But your playoff teams from Class 2A Region 1 are going to be Clark County. And uh, Clark County's the region champion. They will host Vincent in the first round. St. Luke's will host their first round playoff game. They will host Isabella. Uh, Chickasaw will go on the road to play at Thorsby, which Thorsby is always a good team in Class 2A football in the state of Alabama. And then you've got Washington County, and this will probably get ugly for Washington County. They go to, I believe, B.B. Comer is the number one ranked 2A team in the state of Alabama, and that's who they've got to face in the first round at B.B. Comer. Yeah, and congratulations, Washington. A lot of people after the beginning of the season didn't think that Butler would would not Butler, but uh, Chatham would make it up in Chatham, but they, but they did. And I, and I hate that Ju Blackshire didn't. I think they got a good chance to beat Jay and wind up with a with a with a four and six season. But you're right, Ju Blackshire started strong, and we thought they they might make it. And just tough luck, but you know they played tough all year long. They just it's just one of those things. They just have to re, recoup with Carter. Uh, uh, at the end of the season to get ready for next year. Yeah, I, I know they, they had some key injuries at Blackshire, the quarterback being one of them. He's the coach's son. And, uh, of course, I, I'm you know well familiar with J.U. Blackshear living right here in Uri, so I'm, I'm familiar with a lot of the kids that play on the team and everything. So the coach's son, uh, the Sims kid, and I can't remember. Coach Sims, all his uh, – uh, most of his kids, most of his sons are named after famous Auburn football players because all of them, uh, there's like Laytons and Lawtons and, and a, a lot of, a lot of different ones because uh, Coach Sims went to Auburn. He, he's an Auburn graduate. And so everybody that's in his family, he names them after something that is affiliated with Auburn. So, uh, but anyway, his, his son, the, the starting quarterback for Blackshire, got injured. And, and so things just kind of rode on the back of, of that kid being at quarterback but i'm sure that uh that they'll prepare wes sims is a good football coach i've enjoyed being around him the years that i've known him and i'm sure that uh that he'll get ju blackshire back on the winning ways uh upcoming as as they he's got some young kids there they're going to grow up and get a little older so they'll get better over the next couple of years how old is now how old is his son the quarterback uh, i'm thinking i'm thinking he's either a sophomore or a junior he may be a so sophomore. He'll be back. Yeah, okay. he'll be back. Yeah, I think he might be a sophomore too. Well, so yeah, so I mean, you know, got a chance to close out the season with a win, maybe at Jay. Jay's uh, kind of having an off year too. So down in Jay, Florida, just across the Florida line from Alabama. So uh, uh, 
you know, maybe we end the season with a winning note and just get ready for next year. Class 1A, Region 1, uh, you know, there was a big game there, Rick, that you and I talked about last week on last week's podcast. Two undefeated uh, teams, both 5-0. and oh. It was Leroy and Milry, and they met last week, and Leroy came out on top. So Leroy is 8-0 in the, on the year, 6-0 and oh on the region. They defeated Milry 26 to nothing and beat them pretty good. So, yeah, Milry is going to be the, the, you know, Milry had just been putting up all kind of points all year long. Their, their little old quarterback, I mean, he was just, he would be unconscious some games. And I think there was one game that he was responsible for like five or six touchdowns in the same game, maybe yeah. even more than that in a game that was just an absolute blowout earlier in the year. So Leroy is going to be the region champion. They will be playing uh, – Washington County at home this week. Uh, that'll be a big ball game because both of those two teams are, are right there at each other. Milry lost to Leroy, as we said, 26 to nothing. They are off this week. They are getting ready. They're going to try to heal up from Leroy and get ready for hosting a first-round playoff game. Choctaw County is going to be the third team in the region. They defeated J.F. Shields 46 to nothing. Um, this past week, they will play at University Charter School, and then you've got Southern Choctaw. They defeated Fruitdale by a score of forty-six to nothing, and they will play XL. Southern Choctaw will play uh, XL. Will host XL. XL will have to go um, and play at Southern Choctaw. So your your four playoff teams are going to be Leroy, the the champion of the region, Milry. Choctaw County and Southern Choctaw. Now, your first-round playoff matchups will be Leroy will host Calhoun at home. Uh, Milry will also host a home game to start things off. They will bring in Notasauga and will play them. Now, Choctaw County, I've been been where they're going, and it's not a fun place to go play either football or baseball, but they will be at Maplesville on the first round of the playoffs. And, of course, these all get underway on November the 10th, the week of November the 10th. And Choctaw, or, or Southern Choctaw, actually, Southern Choctaw will be the fourth-place team. They will be at Lochapoca, and Lochapoca is a very good Class 1A football team. Yeah, those fuckers really good. They plobbered everybody they played, so the other Choctaw have their hands full of them. And so as we as we flip the page, now one thing that we do have going on, Rick, that's starting this week is going to be the Alabama Independent School Association, the AISA. They start their playoff games this week. And I got to kind of go back and, and, and make an apology because I made a wrong statement a couple of weeks ago. I thought that because there were eight teams in uh, in Class 3A football in um, the AISA, that all eight teams made it to the playoffs. But since the playoff brackets have come out, I found out that I misspoke, and I want to correct that right now. The, the first two teams in Class 3A in the AISA, they get first-round buys. So the, the seventh and eighth-place teams – they do not get invited to go to the playoffs. But what you've got is you've got matchups now of number three playing number 
Okay, I got to do the math in my head. You got number three playing number six, and number four playing number five to start everything off in the um, AISA. And then, like I said, one and two in class three A, they get first round buys. So Glenwood School, who is the number one school in class three A in the AISA, they get a first round buy. Uh, Otaga Academy. Uh, they will be taking on Bessemer Academy as a first-round opponent. Lee Scott Academy, who is the second-place team in Class 3A of AISA football, Lee Scott Academy will get a first-round bye. And Fort Dale Academy, right up the road from us here in Greenville, Fort Dale Academy will be playing a school that's not far from me right here. They will be taking on Monroe Academy in the first round of the playoffs, and that's how the playoff picture uh, gets started here this Friday night on uh, November 3rd. That'll be, um, that'll be the start of the AISA playoffs in Class 3A. And best of luck, uh, uh, Coach Feller and the, the boys up at Monroe Academy. Yeah, Coach Tobin. Yeah. Yeah, Coach Tobin. Been there a while. <laughs> he has, yeah, been, been there. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I knew him way back. Uh, I knew Coach Tuberville Mitchell when he was way back at, uh, he was actually like Cooper's uh, PE teacher way back at Neal uh, Elementary School back years ago. I met him there when Cooper was in the first stinking grade way back then and uh and yeah, Cooper, you know, that's, that. that's yeah. 22 years ago but uh but yeah he's been at monroe academy a long time and has had some really good football teams there at monroe academy so yes good luck to the volunteers of monroe academy as they get started in the playoffs this week now if we move down to class 2a the playoff bracket there uh hey not an easy road to hoe for Escambia Academy as as the Cougars. They will be making that trip to um, to go play Chambers Academy. So th that's where they've got to go right off the bat. Hooper Academy's got to go to Patrician Academy. That'll be also a first-round game in uh, the 2A playoff bracket in uh, the AISA. Banks Academy will host Macon East Academy in the first round. And Clark Prep from right over here at uh, Grove Hill, Clark Prep will have to go and play Edgewood Academy. So those are your class two-A uh, playoff games to get things started in the AISA this Friday night. Yeah, and best of luck to the Cougars. I've already sent, I sent Tim Doerr a, a message earlier telling him good luck and make sure he wears his earplugs uh, there at Chambers Academy. Uh, you know, Chambers Academy is probably the best team in the AISA this year. They beat number one Ryan Glenwood up at 3A last weekend pretty handily. And uh, nobody's even come close to them. So uh, uh, they got a lot of pride in uh, their, their football team up there at Lafayette, Alabama. And it, it's going to be a tough one for the Cougars. But best of luck to them and congratulations for getting to go. Yeah, and as we move down the finally get the class a to the playoff bracket in aisa we got to take our hats off right here and applaud i mean a big round of applause is owed to the sparta academy warriors because it's i think it's been a while for them but sparta academy qualified for a playoff berth and they will be of course they've they've got to go to Lowndes academy which may not be uh something you want on your bucket list but at least they did make the playoffs so they Sparta Academy right. will be going and traveling to Lowndes Academy for a first round football game there 
our our friends right over here uh, close to us at Jackson Academy. Uh, Jackson Academy will host Crenshaw Crench. Uh, let me say that again. Crenshaw Christian. That's hard to say. Uh, but Jackson Academy will host a first-round game there. Uh, Wilcox Academy. Our friends up in Camden. Matter of fact, I ran into a man and, and woman in uh, uh, somewhere down in Mobile. I think I was in Academy Sports one day, and he had on his Wilcox Academy T-shirt. I asked him if he had a son that played. As a matter of fact, it was right before the beginning of the season. He was buying his son a new pair of cleats. And I said, those must be for your boy. And I saw where he he had Wilcox Academy mentioned on his shirt. I said, so they were getting started with football, and he needed a, a new pair of shoes. So they were there getting those shoes. So good luck. Look, maybe those new shoes will, will fare well against Lakeside coming up this Friday night. And uh, Southern Academy, they will play host to South Choctaw Academy. So uh, that game is going to wrap out the first, uh, wrap up the first round games of. Uh, the AISA playoffs as they get started. You know, and we don't mention much of this, but I'm going to go ahead and mention it now because, you know, I've never seen one of these games played, but I'd like to, and maybe I'll get a chance. Maybe I can put this on one of my bucket list games. But they play eight-man football in the AISA, and the eight-man playoffs right now as the as the uh, playoff bracket is shown, you've got Cornerstone Christian with a bye, Springwood with a bye, and Metal View Christian is in the playoffs. Those are the only three teams that are listed right now, but it would be interesting to me to go get to see a game of eight-man playoff or eight-man football in the playoffs for the AISA. I bet that's a that's a different look than than seeing eleven on eleven. Yeah, I've seen the games before. There's a lot of eight-man teams out West Texas and up in Nebraska and Wyoming and, and just for the, the towns, you know, maybe the whole population of the towns like 300 people. And they'll have like the only high school around for 50 miles. So I've seen those games before. They're really, they're really good football games. It's a fast sort of game. But I wonder, are they playing at the Crampton Bowl this year with the rest of the AISA teams? I'll have to check on that. I, I would assume because- that they would be. Yeah, because if, if we're available, we may not be, depending on what, what's going on. Uh, you know, we had talked about possibly going up for that, so we, we might get to watch one. That's right. That, that would be interesting to go see. Well, that's yeah. going to wrap things up for the uh, the 7A through 1A in the Alabama High School Athletic Association. That's going to wrap everything up as far as the first week of the playoffs for the AISA. Now let's we're going to kind of – Step back a moment and then move forward. Rick and I are really excited. We've got to talk about this week's game that we've got on the radio. It'll be on WBZR in Atmore, Alabama. It will also be available on YouTube. They call it the Battle of Murder Creek. And these two schools are are three miles apart. I mean, if that. They are, as the crow flies, it's probably less than that. But all that divides the town of Bruton and East Bruton is a Scambia Creek, you know, Murder Creek, and so that's that, that, that's where that's where the name comes from, the Battle of Murder Creek. Of course, Rick, you're a history buff, and you know all about the the, the all that history stuff with Murder Creek and everything. Uh, certainly more than I do, but I tell you one thing: something that I do know about is I do know about this football game, and this football game is always a barn burner and it is one that if you if you live close by you always circle it on your schedule because uh because 
there are there are hearts broken in the Battle of Murder Creek. Yeah, it, it's just a it's a huge game uh, for for I mean everybody around that part of the country, this part of the country, has heard of the Battle of Murder Creek. It's actually voted as the number four high school rivalry a few years back in the USA Today uh, online, uh, and there were like two hundred fifty thousand votes after people read the, the, the histories of the rivalries, and uh, it's a little bit sort of I, I you know. It, like that movie, The Outsiders, the the, the socias versus the greasers. Pyramid are being the socias, and they're still being the greasers. And uh, it's uh, it's a it's a hard fought game. Uh, they, uh, I mean, back in nineteen eighty eight. As, as the W.S. Neal folks crossed the bridge and T.R. Miller was hosting, so the T.R. Miller people had put up, uh, welcome to the city, Eagles, uh, you know, as a, as a slight, uh, which the more rural and, and agricultural uh, community around East Brooklyn, which is where W.S. Neal's from. So uh, they've been known to burn each other's uh, uh, bonfires before they were lit for the, for the night of the pet rallies and things like that. So it's a big game. It's a big game. Miller has won most of them over the years. Of course, Miller's won most of their games over the years since they, they became a team in 1926. So it, it's just a huge game. Uh, now, uh, the last time, it's been a while since, since Neal won. Uh, I think you and it was two, wasn't it 2017 that we went. You got to go back for it since Neil's won. There's been some close games, so uh, you know I'm just looking forward to it. I know I'm excited about it, along with everything else that goes with it this week. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I mean, you know, I I, I made comment on the radio a couple of weeks ago. You know, when when I lived over in the Bruton area. My son started his elementary school career at uh, on on the East Bruton side at um, at Neal Elementary School, and then when he moved into the second grade, we moved. So we moved across the creek, and I rented a little apartment over in uh, in not far from Bruton Elementary School, which was the Bruton City School version of the elementary school. So that was on the T.R. Miller side. So we, we have been involved in both being an eagle and a tiger in our same lifetime. Of course, uh, then after a while, um, I moved closer to my work. And so I moved over to Monroe County where I would just have a short drive from here at Uri up to the casino where I work. And uh, so that's what got us here. And of course, both my kids ended up being proud graduates of J.U. Blackshire High School Go Bulldogs. And so I uh, just had to throw that in there. But uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, just just the, just the with this game being what it is, it's just an exciting game. I mean, this is actually kind of, if you want to take it this far, this is like the, the, um, the high school version of the Iron Bowl for these two squads. I mean, this is this is Alabama Auburn at the high school level. I mean, it's a big deal to these two schools. It's a big deal to the, these two communities, and it's going to be a lot of fun to put it out there and get it on the radio this Friday night. That's right, and uh, we're excited to be there. And uh, of course, we'll we'll be doing the broadcast for WBZR and Sports Most Media for Neil. Because we we'll, we'll be in the Neil side pulling for pulling for the Eagles and uh, and congratulations to uh, the coach Hugh Fountain for becoming the winningest coach at WS Neil in WS Neil's history this last game against Excel, which uh, you and I didn't know that because he 
he's a very humble person. Uh, he's a legend in high school football in the state of Alabama. But uh, uh, so, congratulations to him. I know he's looking forward to it, and, uh, and I know we all are. Right? So, it should be a great game. Should be great weather. Uh, so, just really looking forward to it. Yeah, we hope to, hope to see you folks there, and want want to invite you out to come be a part. And certainly, uh, we want to invite you to uh, invite your friends, tell your friends and neighbors to uh, tune in to our podcast. We call this podcast the Sports Moose Media Podcast, uh, and and we right now we're we're all about high school football in uh, Southwest Alabama, and uh, and so so we're all about it. And as a matter of fact, we're going to be doing more uh, football related stuff all the way as we get into the playoffs so stay with us for that and we'll expand our coverage some during the playoffs as the number of teams that we have to cover kind of dwindles then we'll expand our coverage on out and talk about some some more schools from further north of us and different things like that but we're just trying to get the good word out there that that high school football is a great sport to follow and we're excited about it we enjoy being a part of it each and every week and we want you to hey get out and support your local team if you're not from anywhere around here wherever you may be listening to this podcast from there there's a high school football team somewhere close to you go watch a game on friday night you will not regret it well with all that being said rick guy that's gonna wrap us up for the night i'll look forward to seeing you friday night friday afternoon as we have our we have our pregame meal of course and then we'll get set for the uh broadcast on friday night as we broadcast the uh the next episode of the um battle of murder creek between tr miller and ws neal that'll be on the radio and on youtube this friday night rick good night hey man uh nice talking to you tonight and i hope you i hope you have a good rest of your week yep same here ricky i appreciate it very much you too